guys, welcome back to the Training Camp Podcast. The Training Camp Podcast. I got a new chair. With a multitude of guests. <laughs> can't say he's wrong, am I right? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You, dolphins. <laughs> no, I, I really like Stupid games. 5-0 last week. That's right. 5-0. Dak Prescott, you could lock up that four seed. Again, it's not blazing hot. 65 degrees. I'm going to do this for fun. They threw to Michael Thomas. The Heat. How? Chicago. Yes, you guys get an F. And a little too much personality. No, no. Last week. No, no, Ravens? Oh, fuck. Give me that. <laughs> no way. There's no way. Hammering. Three. Really, do not. Talk about him. This was my fault. Flex the game. Here we go. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Training Camp Podcast. Yes, we are celebrating our 25th official episode uh, of the podcast. Uh, so we got some streamers, we got balloons, uh, we had the party poppers, and also uh, the dollar store didn't have a party hat. So I'm the most gorgeous fucking princess you'll see today. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So I just want to thank you guys for... The first 25 episodes of the podcast, this is, uh, we've now been doing it for over half a year, which is kind of nuts to me. Uh, I started doing this at the end of July, and we're already almost in the middle of April. So, um, yeah, just from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate it. I do this not only because it's fun to do, but also because you guys really do enjoy it. Uh, you guys interact with it. You guys react to it well, and it's always fun uh, having discussions with you guys, and I look forward to what the next 25 and hopefully more episodes will bring. Um I'm going to, I'm going to, okay, I'll leave this on, but I'm going to take this off after news of the week because we do have some guests coming on later. Yes, we have some guests. Really excited to have these guys on, um, but I don't, I, they're going to be confused. I wouldn't be surprised if they're confused about this anyways. Um, <laughs> so thank you guys for 25. Let's hop into news of the week. That was one of my biggest things for news of the week was episode 25 of the podcast. So excited. So much has happened since the podcast uh, started. So many headlines, so many changes within the leagues. Um, also, just I think the podcast has come a long way. I know it's only been 25 episodes, not like 250 like some podcasts have, but I think uh, I definitely think that the first 25 episodes, I do not have any regrets for those. And uh, I'm really excited for the next 25, the next 50, if I can get that far, 75, 100, whatever, whatever, whatever. I enjoy making it. I enjoy uh, watching them back sometimes. I love the guests we have on, like the ones we're going to have on today. And uh, I really can't say thank you enough from the bottom of my heart. I really appreciate it. Uh, I don't give. I don't care if we're not getting 10,000 views per video. I don't care if we're not getting a million likes per video uh, or per episode of the podcast. I don't care if there's not a thousand streams a day. Uh, I just enjoy, you know, for the for the community that we built here and I get to talk to you guys and uh, with you guys about sports. I really appreciate it. It's one, it's one of my highlights of the week. I honestly, you can talk to everyone I know. I make sure that the podcast always happens. I always record the podcast on Wednesdays. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I make sure I'm always, my ass is always in this chair in front of this microphone recording it. Um, so I'm really excited for today's episode. Other news of the week. Uh, the biggest news of the weekend, honestly, Baylor topped, well, second because we're going to get to the biggest later. Uh, Baylor topped Gonzaga in the, or if you're from uh, the northeast, you know, Gonzaga. Um, and they topped them in the tournament, man. Gonzaga, or Gonzaga, well, I'm just going to call them Gonzaga. They uh, were overwhelming favorites. I think it was like minus 320 to win. 
and uh, yeah, they were undefeated going to the game. Honestly, I was hoping UCLA would beat Gonzaga because we really like a Cinderella story. And since that didn't happen, I was like, ah, I really hope Gonzaga wins so they can just do the undefeated story. But good for Baylor, man. Heck of an underdog story. They also just didn't win. They dominated the game, uh, came out soaring. Their defense obviously showed that, you know, I mean, I feel like Gonzaga showed that they're not the three-point shooting team that we knew they were. But uh, I mean, when you, your two best players, arguably, uh, are your big men then yeah, I mean, you're not gonna shoot a lot of three-pointers and you're not, if you do, you're not gonna make a lot of them. So shout out to Bailey for holding him down. Sorry to Gonzaga, man, but you guys definitely drew, uh, rose a lot of your draft stock for a lot of your players. Uh, Baylor as well, actually, now I think about it. So honestly, one of the best March Madnesses I've, I've witnessed in a while. I definitely wish there could have been crowds there, but because of COVID, I'm glad that there wasn't. But like, I think, especially like the UCLA game, that would've been a crazy game to watch with a crowd. Uh, and even the championship as well. Who knows how that would have swayed things. So congratulations to Baylor on topping Gonzaga to win the, the uh, uh, March Madness title. Next, uh, and North Carolina, speaking of basketball and the men's league, uh, North Carolina did hire Hubert Davis to replace um, our old coach, whose name I'm forgetting, but we already know who he is. He's a legend. He played, he coached at Kansas. Um, yeah, I think it's an okay uh, signing. I don't think... I think North Carolina is kind of in a standstill right now where they're obviously not going to... I don't think for the next three or four years they're going to be one of the top seeds um, just because their recruiting hasn't been what it's been in the past 10 years. I mean, obviously, they are they will always be overshadowed by teams like Duke, like Kentucky. It would not surprise me if Gonzaga had a better draft, uh, another, a better uh, recruiting class. Teams like UCLA, who rose their stock up, Baylor. Um, there are other teams that are going to get better players, but... Um, I still think their, their, their window is kind of still closed for right now if they want to win a tournament. Uh, but I do like the hiring of Hubert Davis. I think he's going to bring a lot to the table. I think he's going to be a good coach for them. I think he's a good culture guy too. Um, speaking of the, we're just going to stick at NCAA, the women's league, uh, shout, shout out to Stanford for winning the, uh, the women's NCAA tournament over Arizona. Completely kicked ass. Uh, I usually don't watch the women's tournament uh, just because... You, I, it never really piqued my interest. Um, and this year, after I think it was the final four, I started watching the games because uh, not only did they have the Elite Eight on at the gym when I would go to the gym, and I was like, oh, this is really actually pretty good, like pretty fun to watch. And so I, I put on the final four, and then I put on the, the championship game, and God, Stanford looked great. It was also just a fun game to watch, uh, competitive through and through, and it was a back and forth game, honestly. Um, I mean, the last three minutes alone will show us that. But um, yeah, no, I think, honestly, I'm really hoping that this puts butts in the seats for not just, you know, NCAA women's games, but also like WNBA games, because I think they're very undervalued for how good they are at basketball. I'm I'm telling you guys right now, everyone on that team could have kicked, everyone that's watching this video, yeah, everyone on the men's and the women's, uh, everyone on the, the women's NCAA and the women's WNBA teams could kick your guys' ass at basketball. Don't at me, you know it's true. Don't be a toxic guy who's gonna pump up your chest and go, oh, no one watches it. It's fine. You know they kick your ass and maybe go watch a game you might enjoy. Um, so yeah, shout out to Stanford. Also shout out to Arizona. They had a great game and a great season as well. Uh, next, the MLB All-Star game did get moved due to the uh, voting, uh, to the new uh, law that was set into place in Georgia. 100% agree with this. I don't get political on the channel a lot, so I'm gonna stray away from that as much as possible. They did move the game to Colorado, to the Rocky Stadium, but uh, yeah, no, I just, I agree with this 100%. It's a suppressive law, and uh, I think it's awesome that the MLB is taking it to their hands and uh, doing something about it. I think 
Yeah, I don't think it's going to wake up anybody, honestly, because it, that's not a shot at the MLB. That's just a shot at <laughs> the current climate we live in. Anyway, let's get away from politics. Uh, I do agree with the move, though. Congratulations to Colorado. That's going to uh, give you guys a nice economy boost for that weekend uh, for the MLB also weekend. Also, the also weekend's a lot of fun to watch. They have a lot of good games uh, and a lot of, like, challenges that they do that are a lot of fun to watch. Um, next up... Uh, the Falcons are shopping the fourth overall pick. Reports are coming out. Doesn't surprise me, honestly. I don't think that they were in the market for a quarterback. I think that there's a lot of mock drafts that have them taking a quarterback. But, I mean, Matt Ryan does have two years left on the deal. He's, a, he's an expensive quarterback. First-round quarterbacks, especially in the first 10 picks, are not necessarily cheap. Um, come like, like for instance, a player, Sam Arnold, that we're going to talk about later, his fifth-year deal is $18 million. So, again, that's good. That's a great deal for a quarterback. But, for, again, for a younger player, it's going to start, especially with the cap inflating, the, the contracts are going to get a little heavier and heavier. And uh, if you have two years left on Matt Ryan's deal, I mean, next year's draft, obviously, uh, is, isn't, is, is, is considered one of the weaker quarterback drafts in the last, like, 10 years. So, hey, you, you get to skip over that draft and go to the, the one after that. Um, maybe they take a, a shot on a deep on a deep round guy and they want to develop him under Matt Ryan. That might be a smart thing to do as well. But yeah, it doesn't surprise me. They could probably get a boatload for the fourth pick. There's probably teams like the Broncos there that want to trade for it. Um, or other teams that are like maybe even the Patriots. I've heard that they, they might trade up for a quarterback. Um, so yeah, that does not surprise me at all. I, I really kind of hope they do trade it because I really would like to see four quarterbacks or possibly five just go back to back to back to back to back to back. And the first five picks has never been done before. I think that'd be super interesting. So... Um, yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. I, if they do stay at that, they're probably... I mean, they need defense more than anything, but I don't, there's no good defensive players to take in the first five picks of the draft. So, um, I mean, a lot of people have, like, Kyle Pitts going there, but they have Hayden Hurst. I know it's like, oh, it's only Hayden Hurst, but he's a good... He's a quality tight end, so I can see them definitely hanging on to him. Um, I, I mean, they don't need receivers. They might... They, there's no running back at that point as well. So I think, honestly, the smart thing is just trade back, like, three or four picks and then take a secondary player or... Uh, trade back like 10 picks and get a defensive front player um so yeah that is the news of the week uh, yeah i know there's another news of the week but it, it's going to transition us into our next uh uh segment so yeah sam Darnold was traded uh to a team that i honestly did not think was going to trade for sam Darnold. i thought that this team was going to draft a quarterback in this uh draft but yeah no carolina acquired sam Darnold for uh this year's sixth round pick next year's second and fourth and i think that's a great it's great value. You're not giving up anything this year. They get to keep their first first round pick this year, which is the eighth, which I'll talk about in a little bit. Um, and I mean, the Jets didn't have to give up anything except for Donald. They didn't have to give up any picks. They didn't have to give up any additional players. I think it's a win-win for both teams. Uh, this definitely locks in the fact that they're going to take Zach Wilson at two, which shout out to Zach Wilson. The dude at the beginning of the year was everyone's like mock in their mock drafts was like a third round pick. And then like two weeks into the college season, he was like the 25th overall pick. A lot of people have him going to the Steelers because they thought the Steelers were going to be later in the draft and draft a quarterback. And then now he's the second overall pick. So shout out to Zach. I actually did see him play live. He uh, kicked the shit out of my high school uh, when I was in high school because he went to high school right next to where I live. Uh, so kind of weird the fact that, you know, someone who graduated the same time as me is not going to be in the NFL. But hey, shout out to you. Kudos to you, man. If you want to come on the podcast, there's no fucking way that you see this. But if you ever want to come on the podcast, I'd love to have you. I know the, we both know the area. So hey, maybe you're local one day. This isn't going to happen. But let's get back to the story. <laughs> um, no, you guys know that I'm a huge fan of Sam Darnold. You do all know that. I've been vouching for him to go to we're going to take this off now. <laughs> uh, I've been vouching for him to go to the Steelers almost all season. I think he'd be a great developmental piece. I just think he's been given a bad hand in New York. I mean, think about it. What weapons has he been given? He's been given uh, kind of a banged-up Le'Veon Bell after his tenure with the Steelers. He was given a horrible offensive line. He was given no wide receivers except for Robbie Anderson, who they then let go. He does get back, obviously, going to Carolina. Um, 
and his defense, all of them hated their coach. So they were all like, hey, can we get traded, please? Um, so, yeah, Sandron was given the worst hand. I mean, there was the, the season that he got mono. They went, I think, seven and nine, and it was like six straight wins at the end of the season, which all came off of Sam Darnold. So yeah, Sam Darnold, I don't think is an issue. I think he definitely has uh, some some issues like that have probably culminated since being on the Jets. I think that you know being in a culture like that, it's gonna it's gonna fuck you up a little bit mentally. But uh, I think this is probably what's best for him. Also, you're in a warm weather city. You are with a great young team. I'm gonna get into Carolina in a little bit, but. I, I'm really happy for him, man. I think Sam Darnold's one of the guys that, like, I really thought would be an instant, not an instant, but like a two-year star, kind of like Patrick Mahomes. Like, okay, first year, either he sits or he doesn't, and the second year, he really comes in and just surprises everybody because a lot of people were undervaluing Sam Darnold. I mean, a, a lot of people in that draft had him going first overall to the Browns, which I thought I, I thought would have been awesome, especially if you look at the weapons that uh, they've gotten for Baker Mayfield. But then Baker's stock just shot through the roof and I was honestly surprised that they took Baker Mayfield and so was everybody else and then um you know obviously the Jets ended up taking Sam Darnold but I a lot of people since then have just been undervaluing how good Sam Darnold actually was um and I think he's also not just a good football player he's a good guy um I mean there's the famous story that like his first week as a Jet he didn't go anywhere except for I think the first place he went was to a children's hospital to hang out with some kids that's fucking awesome and he's also a great leader um yeah he takes risks you know who else took risks Brett Favre Peyton Manning Ben Roethlisberger Philip Rivers like yes that's gonna happen um I the, the way that I see his career panning out now I think he's gonna be a very Drew Brees-esque quarterback obviously his first team or first couple of teams did not work out and now he finds a home um I think Carolina's awesome there were reports apparently that came out today from Schefter that the that Washington and San Fran was were both also interested. San Fran, I don't know why you, we're going to talk about you later. Don't know why you didn't do that because we're going to talk about why you're an idiot now. <laughs> um, and then Washington, you guys would have had so many quarterbacks. I mean, I think San Fran would have been awesome for you guys with all the weapons you guys now have, but there would have been so many. I think it would have been great for him to learn under Ryan Fitzpatrick, though. Um, but yeah, no. So now that he's in Carolina, they're obviously going to move off of Teddy Bridgewater. They're letting him shop for teams. They're probably going to get some team to overpay for Teddy Bridgewater. And honestly, I don't think they need draft picks. I think if they can get a good defensive player, like a younger defensive player, uh, that's honestly what they need. Or maybe just a little bit of offensive line because their offense is set. This is where I'm going to get into Carolina, why it's great for Sam Darnold. Um, okay, cool. You're getting a, if he stays on this path, one of the greatest running backs to ever play the game in Christian McCaffrey. Also, he's on an extension because they extended him last season. So he gets him for a consistent basis and amount of time. Um, and he's coming off an injury. He's going to be hopefully stronger than ever. Yeah, you're getting, this is, there's no further upgrade than this. You cannot go to another team with another better running back than this. You're also getting uh, Robbie Anderson, who the last time they played together, he threw he threw to Robbie Anderson for 1,200 yards and six touchdowns. Yeah, that's great. That's no, no one's done that with Sam Darnold since. So they already have that chemistry there. You're also getting DJ Moore, speed guy and outside guy who's going to help them a lot. When he had Robbie Anderson in New York, he didn't have another option. He had the slot with Jamison Crowder, but that's not going to help you because all, all the defense would do is play under. J yeah, Jamison Crowder would end a game with like 11 receptions, but it was like 50 yards. So with this, you get two guys who are also speedy. You can put one in the slot if you want to, but they can also both play outside. Um, I mean, honestly, not like, one thing I mentioned earlier is that they're keeping their eight, their eighth overall pick. Looking at the teams now, I mean, aside from Miami, Carolina could get one of two players I think would be awesome for their team, Panay Sewell or Kyle Pitts. I think both would help them out a lot. I think they should... Panay Sewell is like the perfect prospect. I think he's the best offensive lineman since Quentin Williams. Um, but if you really want to help out Sam Darnold and you want this to work, I think Kyle Pitts is the move. Uh, I don't know if he'll fall to eight, but if he does... 
that's amazing because they don't really have a set tight end right now for the team. And there are some free agents right now who are guaranteed a little bit older, uh, like Alejandro Villanueva. He's still out there. You could get him as a left tackle for a couple of years. Um, and so there are a couple of free agents where just for the next two years, you know, maybe next year you want to take an offensive lineman, you can do that. But I think Kyle Pitts is, in my eyes, a, a, a prospect who can't fail no matter where he goes. He has the speed, he has the talent, he has the hands, he has the strength. The only thing he really needs to work on is his pass blocking. But um, other than that, or his run blocking as well. But, I mean, I think Kyle Pitts would be amazing for them. Uh, I do think their defense needs work as well. But I think with that first pick, the, the main priority should be either protecting Sam or getting Sam a final weapon. Because now you have three guys, four if you count Christian McCaffrey. That offense is going to be absolutely electric. I can't wait to watch them next year. Uh, and then that, that goes into the next couple of years, you know, with the drafts. And uh, obviously they don't have a second-round pick next year. But, I mean, with this year's second and third, take sec uh, take uh, secondary players. That's one of the biggest needs they have right now, their weakest part of their team is the defense. Now, I know a lot of people are going to say that this is bad for the for the Panthers because, you know, they have Tom Brady in their division and they have the Saints and they also have the Falcons. But uh, the Falcons are about to begin a rebuild probably in the next year or so. The Buccaneers are not going to last more than about three years, if I had to guess. I think Brady, I'd like to say Brady will only play for three more years, but who, who knows at this point? Um, maybe Brady at this point is like, I want to win a Super Bowl for every single NFL team and plays another 30 years in the NFL. Um so, you know, three years in my mind maximum. And the Saints are a huge question mark. They're in a cap travesty right now, obviously. And uh, they also don't know who their quarterback is. And they don't know how good their weapons are going to be next year in a brand new system. So, yeah, I mean, it was the end of an era. So I think, I think the Panthers could honestly in the next three years be the best team in that conference. And the best part about this, Sam Darnold could have a good year this year. But guess what? He has... That, that, I mean, they picked up his fifth-year option, yes. So let's say the next two years he balls out. Cool. That means three or two out of five years he actually played well, and three out of five years he played statistically horribly. That means you can get him on a good deal. Uh, I mean, unless he leads him to a Super Bowl, he's not going to get a contract like Jared Goff got. Jared Goff got the contract he got because of the fact that he led the Rams to a Super Bowl. Uh, you look at Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz had an MVP-level season. That's why he got that contract. Donald has not gotten any of that. I mean, I know the cap's going to go up, so, I mean, maybe he does sign like a $32 million contract, but in comparison to what that would be worth about now, I think the perfect contract for him is like $23, $24 million, which is totally realistic. Now, again, with the inflation of the cap, $24, $23 million right now might be um, $24, $23. J JP, stop, stop texting me. <laughs> JP. <laughs> um, 24, 23 million dollars might be like 30 million dollars a couple years in the future. So I think this is awesome for them. Shout out to Carolina. Uh, honestly, if you're in fantasy and you want a, a, a super late round quarterback, Sam Donald, uh, you're going to get the PPR points from uh, Chris McCaffrey. You're going to get the yardage from Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, and you're going to get hopefully some more yards from Kyle Pitts. Uh, or unless they go, you know, Penny Sewell or whatever offensive lineman they take at that pick, they're going to get protection as well. JP, stop texting me. <laughs> Anyways, that was the news of the, that was the news of the week and talking about the Sam Darnold trade. In the next leg of the podcast, we got the boys from the Under Center podcast joining us. I'm really looking forward to talking with these guys. Also, shout out to them because uh, it, they do not live in the U.S. <laughs> they live in the U.K. And uh, for them, where they are while I'm filming, it's 1 o'clock in the morning. So shout out to these guys for staying up. So make sure you guys show them some love, and I'll see you guys honestly in just a second. How's it going, guys? Welcome back to the Training Camp Podcast. If you guys didn't miss it in the first leg, we did talk about the news of the week as well as the Sam Darnold.
Darnold trade implications and my thoughts on that. Joining us for the second leg, all the way from across the pond, as they say, at 1 a.m. Shout out to these guys. I can't, I genuinely can't thank them enough. We got the Undercenter Podcast boys joining us. Thank you guys for coming on. How are you guys doing today? Yeah, I'm doing, doing good. pretty good. Pretty Sounds tired. good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't complain too much. I got nothing else to do. I'm on vacation this week. So. Yeah, I, I, oh. I really can't, I can't say much more about how much I appreciate you guys coming on the show. Um, I am going to leave a bunch of links to their, their Facebook, their Instagram, their Twitter, and also just their, Dynamo, their podcast network itself, Dynamo Podcast Network. There's going to be links in those as well. You can also see their little handles right here as well. So make sure you guys give them a follow. Check them out. They deserve it. They do awesome work. Their podcast is really, really fun. They have a lot of guests on. Uh, they just had a Seahawks Beat record, Reporter on for the most recent podcast episodes. So make sure you guys go check that out as well. Thank you, boys, for coming on. As you guys do know, uh, the first thing we are going to be talking about is this 49er situation trading up to the fourth uh, for the to the third overall pick. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but a recent report from Schefter came out that uh, sounds like they're gonna they're locked in on Mac Jones. Um, I'm curious your guys' thoughts. For me, honestly, I don't understand the point of trading up to three when you probably could have had him uh, where you were. I think that's really stupid. Unless this is all smokescreen, they're gonna take someone like Trey Lance or Justin Fields at three. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't. I, I think this is a waste of a pick, especially since there were also reports that they were interested in Sam Darnold, which it's like, hey, if you were interested, he still has that fifth year option for next year. You could do kind of like what Carolina did. So it doesn't make sense to me, but uh, I'm curious your guys' thoughts. We'll go, we'll go Jake, Derev, and then Fionn. Okay, so my thoughts on this uh, exactly with the I'm hoping it's a, a smokescreen because I can't imagine they're going to go for Mac Jones after giving away that much draft ammo. Um, I admittedly don't know a whole lot about the college football as a whole, but I, I read a lot of mock drafts recently and a lot of stuff like that. So I'm hoping it's all smokescreen. They go for a guy like Trey Lance, as you said. Um, I think it made a lot of sense for them to move up. I, as the guys know, I'm not a fan of Jimmy G. He's handsome, but I'm not a fan of him as a football player. Yeah, I, I, I look at it and I think that they're kind of a little bit of a victim, the 49ers, of, of pre-draft hype, especially when it comes to, to Mac Jones. I think that a couple of weeks ago, maybe a couple of months ago, they would have thought at 12 they would have been pretty safe um, and they could get Mac Jones or they could get a quarterback at 12. But then they saw the developing story with Deshaun Watson and how unlikely it was that he was going to uh, move anywhere. Then we get went into uh, the Jets. Now they were going to get a quarterback. Well, it seemed that they were pretty much confirmed now with the trade of Sam Darnold. So I think that they were kind of caught a little bit. And I think that they decided that they had to move up as high as they could to guarantee that they were going to get a decent draft choice. Um, I don't know about why Mac Jones is being projected to be uh, the third overall pick for someone that wasn't on a lot of people's radars bef- just after the end of the regular season. Uh, kind of, he was in the second half of the first round. I think that was the best spot for him. And in the last couple of weeks, he's suddenly now top five projected. I, I don't understand that. I think that's, the- I just think that it's this, pre-draft hype they hype up one quarterback so much we saw it with Dwayne Haskins that they get hyped up so much that a team has to reach to get them and that's what I think the 49ers are doing I agree with the lads I think the the thing that jumped out at me the most Jake you said you don't like Garoppolo but two seasons ago these boys were in the Super Bowl with Garoppolo I think there's there's uh there's worse places that these guys need to address they came last 
in their division last season and the one before they were in the Super Bowl. So, yes, obviously, when you trade that much capital to go up, they're taking a quarterback. But for me, it's a bit of a head-scratcher. It's like, surely there's there's better value you need to address in your team before you go and get rid of Garoppolo. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think it because, I mean, there was a press conference last week where Shanahan basically said, like, yeah, we're taking a quarterback. And uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be kind of a mentor for him for the first season, essentially, which I kind of think could be smart because, like, hey, let's say the Niners get off, uh, you know, eight and two and Garoppolo is a starting quarterback. At that point, you could probably get some good value for Garoppolo. I'm with Jake. I don't think Garoppolo is like, let's be real. The Bears are probably going to give up like three firsts for Garoppolo (laughs) if they're eight and two or something. So honestly, that might be what they're rolling with. Or maybe, you know, the inverse uh, happens. They start two and eight and they're like, all right, we're just going to roll out with whatever quarterback, hopefully not Mac Jones. Uh, And then I also agree with you guys that he was a mid second round pick as well. And I don't like Alabama quarterbacks. You're throwing to the best wide receivers in the nation. You have the best offensive line and the best defense. Um, So, you know, I don't, (laughs) it's just, it seems so stupid. I'm really hoping that it's a smoke screen, but uh, if, if they do go third, if he does go third, I don't I don't understand it. I'm curious if you guys if they don't go with Mac Jones, do you guys think they should go with Justin Fields or Trey Lance? We'll go in the same order. I'm just curious which one you think fits better within that system. Yeah, I don't know. As I said, I'm not a huge college college guy, but uh, from what I've seen, a lot of Trey Lance and and the stuff I've seen of Trey Lance, I'm a fan of. So I, I would say Trey Lance. I would actually probably go Justin Fields. Uh, I think that his game would suit. The, the 49ers better um, I think as well with his sort of pace and, and how he can run with the ball too I think that will um, help this Kyle Shanahan uh, running uh, run past option scheme so I think that could help their offense an awful lot more so I, I would go with Fields yeah, I think, for me, I follow a little bit of the college football over here. I think Trey Lance has a little bit of the same of Mac Jones. He's in that that lower class of college, and he's essentially playing for the Alabama of that that region. So uh, I think he gets a little bit of overhype. I think Justin Fields of the three is probably the best fit. He had to do – he had one game last season as well where they were hit with COVID, and he actually had to perform with some backup wide receivers and scramble around and get the job done. So – I think he shows a bit of guile, and and I suspect he would probably do a better job at the pro level. Cool, yeah. So uh, those were our thoughts on the whole San Francisco going to number three uh, situation. And for me personally, I, I'm kind of honestly I like Fields and Lance uh, the same. I think Lance is awesome because he's in a small school, uh, a small school, and for me, small school quarterbacks always have the most success. You look at uh, Miami of Ohio for Big Ben. You look at Cal for Aaron Rodgers. You look at Carson Wentz also went to North Dakota State and he had that MVP level season. He's not what he used to be. So I like the small school quarterbacks. Um, all right, moving on, we are going to be touching on the whole Sam Donald situation. I'm gonna be giving the boys some buy sell topics. Uh, I've got five for you guys. And uh, I'm just curious your guys' thoughts on these. So the first buy sell for you guys. We'll just do the exact same order for the rest of the, for the rest of the episode. Um, number one, Sam Darnold will throw for more yards than Zach Wilson in year one. I'm buying that. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy that too. I I think the sort of weapons he's gonna have in uh, in Carolina and. Like the fact that you can just dump off to Christian McCaffrey and he can run the pitch for you still counts as passing yards. So I think that will work for him in his favor. Yeah, I'm going to buy this as well. I I don't think Daniel is going to be that terrible. I think he's going to have some weapons around him that's going to make him look a little bit better than he did at the Jets. Yeah, I'm also buying it. I mean, this he's 
he, he can't get a better upgrade. I talked about this in the last segment. You can't get a better upgrade at wide receiver. This is the number one, uh, or at uh, running back, sorry. This is the number one running back in the league. You literally went from basically the bottom to having no running back last season to now the number one. Uh, Zach Wilson doesn't have, he has some weapons, but it's nothing compared to what, you know, he also has chemistry with Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore's an absolute speed demon. So I'm buying that as well. Number two, similarly, Sam Donald will throw for more touchdowns than Zach Wilson. Yeah, again, I'm going to buy it. I think, as you said, he's got that uh, um, like level of camaraderie with uh, Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. So having them on the team, having Christian McCaffrey on the team, I have to buy that. Like, that I'm all in on that one. Yeah, but I think it's going to be closer than we think. I am going to buy it. I think he'll shade it just um, because they, are, they did lose uh, Kurt Samuel. So they are losing some weapons on uh, out wide um, and I don't think they really have a not a recognized but they don't really have a standout tight end I don't believe either at the moment Carolina unless a name is evading me there but um, I think that yeah I think he will I think I will buy it but just I'm going to buy it I just don't see us getting a Herbert level season out of Wilson or something crazy <laughs> like that yeah I'm, I'm going to buy it for the same reason I actually reckon uh, the opposite to Dara, I think he'll have as much touchdowns to McCaffrey than Wilson does in his whole season. Alone. Oh, damn. Actually, that's kind of an yeah. interesting. Like, I'm yeah. a betting man. If I see that prop, I actually might take that because, like, 22 touchdowns. Like, I mean, McCaffrey might actually, now I think about it, might be, like, the only person he throws to because in the red zone. That's actually really interesting. I didn't even think about that. Um, I do think, I do think, obviously, I'm going to buy this as well. I, one of the things that I was thinking about, too, in, in the last segment was, you know, Carolina's still at eight. And I think if Penny Sewell isn't still available, I think if somehow he falls, Kyle Pitts would be absolutely amazing. You'd have three amazing weapons for Sam Darnold in that point. And honestly, it genuinely would not surprise me if he threw for like 30 touchdowns minimum next season. He's being set up to succeed. Uh, I'm really excited to see what happens. Uh, by some Another thing we should. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, another thing we should quickly mention as well. You would expect, like, he's been in the NFL, right? He should beat out a rookie if he has <laughs> any respect or any experience of what he's got so far. So, Yeah, I, I, I very similar. I think Jake said it, that there's not going to be another Herbert-level season for a while. I know there is the extra game this season. So, I mean, actually, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence is going this season, so anything's possible. But... Uh, I don't think, even with the additional game, Herbert was a once, obviously, in the last like 20 years that's happened. So I don't see it happening either. I think I think Sam Darnold's going to have a great season. I think Zach Wilson's probably going to struggle a little bit just because the situation is being dealt right now in New York. Uh, by cell number three, the Jets will win more games than the Panthers. So I'm, the Jets will win more games than the Panthers. I'm selling that. I'm not even jumping on that train at all. I don't think the Jets, like, I mean, a rookie and a Sam Darnold, they're probably on the same level, if you want to say that. But, I mean, that team is still a garbage fire. So, I'm selling that. I'm not even looking in that direction. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to sell that, too. Um, just off the top of my head, I, I would think that the Jets' schedule is going to be a lot tougher than, than Carolina's, although they do have to face Tom Brady twice. Um, but they do have to face also a tight end playing quarterback and Taysom Hill twice, so it'll be two wins for them next season too. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to sell that. I think Carolina will have uh, more wins. I'm going to sell it as well. Uh, I reckon even with any random injuries or anything that come up, I still reckon they should get a better record than the Jets by the end of the season. Yeah, I think a lot of people are kind of undervaluing the Panthers a little bit right now because they have Tom Brady in their division and also just the reputation of the Saints the last couple of years. Obviously, they've been in a post, uh, an over 100, uh, over 500 team for like 
seven straight years now or something like that. But they're moving out of the Drew Brees era. I don't care if it's Jameis Winston. I don't care if it's if it's Taysom Hill. Like, yeah, we got 5-0 and last year with Taysom Hill. That's not a 17-game uh, season now that we're going to be seeing. So I think, th- I mean, the Panthers could honestly make a wild card. I mean, they could be the second-best team in this division in my eyes. Uh, I know, again, we probably, this could be kind of like post-draft hype where, like, we're seeing uh, certain players work out and we're, 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 uh, we're hyping them up a little too much. Like, I love Darnold personally a lot, but I do think he's being put in the best situation to succeed right now. And that division they're going to win a bunch of games this year. The Patriots are coming back better than ever. Obviously, not better than ever because they don't want Brady in that whole situation. But they're coming back better. Um, Miami's getting better as well, just with all the picks that they're going to have. And hopefully, Tua takes a second step. And then the Bills are the Bills. So I'm 100% with you guys. I can't. I don't see a world where the Jets win more than like four games this season. And it wouldn't surprise me if the if Carolina lost four games or in that in that uh, area. Uh, buy sell number four. The Panthers will win the NFC South before the Jets win the N- the AFC East. Oh, that's a good one, I think, because um, I think it's a lot harder to win that NFC South than it is to uh, win the AFC East at the minute. It's oh, I think I'm gonna have to sell. I'm gonna have to say that the Jets will win the AFC East before the NFC South is won by the Panthers. Okay, this is tough. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't do any of those things in my lifetime. <laughs> you know, it's the Jets to oh, the Jets to win the AFC East before the Panthers. No, I would have to think. Yeah, I think I think the Panthers will win their division before before the Jets do. Well, I'm gonna sell. I'm going to say the Jets are going to do it first. If you spend so much time being terrible, you get enough number one picks that eventually you got to <laughs> They're too consistently average. Their division is slightly better, like Jake said. I just don't see them being able to win it, and then that's why I reckon the Jets have a better chance of coming up from the fire, the ruin of whatever is there, and flipping it all the way back to the top. I think they have a better shot at it. Yeah, I mean... It's funny, when I, when I initially came up with this buy-sell, I was like, Panthers are going to win this so much easier. But then I thought about it, and for very similar reasons that Fionn said, like, they have so many first-round picks for the next couple of years. They have to hit. I also like Salah a lot as a coach. I, the way I'm talking about this, I'm acting like I'm going to sell this. I, I'm buying this. I think the Panthers are going to win before the Jets do. <laughs> but, like, it's definitely a hard situation. And I actually really – I'm a huge fan of Zach Fields. Uh, or uh, Zach Fields. Zach Wilson. Um, I actually was really hoping earlier in the season that he'd go to my Steelers because he was a lower-projected player uh, – going to like week two of the collegiate season and so I think he can do the Jets a lot of wonder I also got to see him play he kicked the shit out of my high school team because he uh, goes to Utah he went to Utah here in high school and uh, he's absolutely amazing to watch in person I think he's NFL ready in my eyes but I don't see him winning the AFC East with Belichick uh, Josh Allen and possibly Tua and that whole Dolphins team that looks up and coming for the next five years um, I, I could I could honestly see Carolina winning the NFC South within the next five years because uh, I don't think Brady lasts longer than three years. I mean, we've all been saying that, so maybe he wants to go for another 10. Who knows? Um, and then the whole Saints situation, and then the Falcons are probably going to be in a rebuild in a year or two. So, yeah, I'm going to sell that as well. And then a last buy sell. Zach Wilson will have a better career than Sam Darnold. I'm going to... 
I'm going to sell it. I'm going to say that Sam Darnold's going to have a better career overall because now I think he's got, he's got in a really nice position for himself. He's got like a great, great offensive weapons on his side. Um, Matt Rule, maybe he's a good college or good NFL coach, but I just, I think it's just a, a situation of a Jets being Jets team for me that I just don't have faith in Zach Wilson being like we might in, in two or three years time, we might see the same situation where the, the Jets are shipping off uh, Zach Wilson to another team to pick two again or something. So I'm going to sell. Yeah, Jake, I totally agree with you. Like the, the history is sort of proves that the Jets are going to do Jets things and, you know, this like this Zach Wilson is Sam Darnold of a couple of years ago and previous quarterbacks and future quarterbacks. Jets just love to, to mess things up, and I think that's what they'll continue to do. So I think Darnold getting out with the right plan. I think he's landing in a great spot uh, in Carolina. Like he's got Matt Rule there to to, uh, to coach him up and Joe Brady too on the offensive side. So I think that. Um, that is the best possible place for Darnold to flourish. So I think he will have a better career than Zach Wilson. Yeah, I'm going to sell as well. Darnold is, is still a starting quarterback. They've moved him on, but he's still a starting quarterback in the NFL. I'll always believe what I see as opposed to what I'm guessing about. So I'm going to take that. I think uh, Wilson will benefit as we've seen so far as that these number one pick quarterbacks, even if they don't land in a good spot, they seem to get the benefit of the doubt and at least hang around in a backup capacity or stay around the NFL like Mariota and uh, like a couple of the other guys. So I don't think Wilson's going to be a flop necessarily, but I do think Darnold now is in a position like the guys said, who he should be able to springboard himself much further up the, uh, the ranking list in terms of quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, I'm, I'm selling it too. I think, uh, Darnold, I kind of think he's going to have a career similar to Drew Brees where it didn't work out for his first couple of teams and he's going to be put in a situation to succeed. Uh, like I said, I do like Zach Wilson, but I mean, the first three years, I'm really worried about him because he's not going to have the weapons. He's got a brand new coach. He still doesn't have a running back, we're going to be completely honest. He barely even has a wide receiver. I know they signed Corey Davis, but that's not uh, you know like an A-list essential uh, wide receiver that you need. Darnold's being given everything. Uh, and again, they're probably, it wouldn't surprise me if Carolina did finish under 500 next season, just because I know that they have uh, kind of like a, a semi-difficult schedule based on the opponents that they've been given so far. Um, I mean, I could be wrong. They go 17 and 0 and win the Super Bowl for all I know. But you know, so if they do go under 500, they have a, another good draft pick next year, and they can. I mean, honestly, honestly, their biggest issue is their defense. And if they can start holding teams to uh, a lower amount of points, and Darnold's able to put up, like we said, 22 touchdowns, to McCaffrey a, a season alone, uh, I, I don't see why Sam Darnold can't have a great career in Carolina. I, I'm actually gonna shoot one more at you guys. I just had one come out the top of my head. Uh, yeah. This is by yourself. Sam Donald will win a Super Bowl in his NFL career. Ooh. I gotta sell it. I'm a, I like Darnold. I, I, I'm a big fan of him. He's got a big head like myself. I think he's he could be a good football player. But as you said, I, I just don't see him winning the Super Bowl. Like he's gonna have that Drew Brees level career. I just don't see him getting there. But maybe I'm wrong, or maybe he will go. Maybe he'll do it next year. I just don't see it happening. He still sees ghosts in my eyes, so I'm, I'm having trouble l letting that leave out my mentality about him. But I am a big fan of him, but I have to sell on this one. 
Well, Jake, you do say you do compare him to Drew Brees. Drew Brees did win a Super Bowl. But <laughs> whatever, whatever. <laughs> so I am actually going to buy this. I am thinking that he is going to win a Super Bowl in his career as a backup. Oh, whoa, wait. <laughs> He's going to be the backup on a team that wins the Super Bowl. He will not lead the team to the Super Bowl. Uh, you didn't make the rules, Connor. I'm just, I'm just using it here. And I'm, I'm answering it in the best way I can. But yeah, I think I'm going to buy it, say he will win a Super Bowl as a backup. I'm going to sell. I don't think he'll make it. Uh, I think his only chance is the way Dara says, maybe somebody else drags him kicking and streaming into the Super Bowl. But I don't see him doing it himself. Now I'm going to sell on that one. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously when I came up with it, I was like, oh, maybe. But now after thinking about it, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me if he got to one. It's just that's an extra game, especially with, you know, 17-game season. Who knows what that's going to lead to? Um, so I'm going to sell it as well. That's just, it's really hard to do. I mean, even Mahomes was running for his life in the last Super Bowl. Um, and I, he has weapons far better than uh, Darnold has right now. And so it just, it's an impossible situation. Also, we don't know what's going to happen in the future. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they're a consistent playoff team, though. I think that's definitely something that uh, can come up from this team. So that was buy sell with the guys, and we're actually moving to our last segment of the podcast. You guys know this is like a fan favorite at this point. We've been doing it for the last couple of weeks. Uh, it's but I mean. So if you don't understand, but I mean, you'll catch on eventually. I brought two of my own. I'll go first. I'll let the boys go first, and I'll round this all out. Are you boys ready? Yeah. Yep. All right, cool. So my first one. I know they've only made the playoffs seven times in the history of their team existing. And I know their division currently also has two teams fighting for that division title. But, I mean, why can't the Jags win the play- go to the playoffs this year? The Jags are not making it to the playoffs this year. They just aren't. Why not? Hold up. No, no. I mean, They're come the Jags, on. They're- Matt, they are the Jags. They're not doing it. Come on. You don't think? Let's be you don't real. Think- I like you. I like your opinions. I may have been wrong about the Drew Brees, but I'm definitely not wrong on the Jags getting to uh, the playoffs this season, even with the extra slots. Dev? Two words. Urban Meyer is the reason why the Jags will not be going to the Wait. to the playoffs. <laughs> you keep throwing me, man. A college coach is not going to take a NFL team to the to the playoffs in his first season, and and a college coach who was never coached in the NFL, a college coach who's actually retired from coaching in college, is now going back into the NFL. I can't I can't see it. There's too many issues on that team. Um, before you can even think about going to the playoffs. And like you said, you got to get past, uh, you got to get past the Colts and you got to get past the Titans. And, you know, if ever the Texans get their act together, you got to get past them as well. I, I, I can't see it next season. Yeah. I mean, a guy beats Appalachian state in college and we're saying he's going to like go to the Super Bowl or something. Let's hold our horses and see him even Lawrence even throw one rep in practice before we go saying he's the savior of the Jags. I I don't buy that at all. All right. So I'm a lone wolf in this case. All right, Jake, <laughs> let's let's hear your but I mean. I feel like you're going to be a lone wolf in this one. Actually, I might not be. I have one other NFC East fan. I might be in the minority here, um, but uh, some people have called Dak Prescott a top five QB but I mean, he has probably had one of the most strongest supporting casts of most NFL teams there has been in a long time. Yeah, I'm the first one to comment on this. I'm 100% on your side. 100%. Yes. 
Dude, he's he's barely a top 15 quarterback in my eyes. You put him on like the Giants last season. No offense. You put him on like Jacksonville the past couple of years. You put him on any team that has not been good. You put him on the Bengals last season. This dude is not winning four games. I think he's benefited greatly from uh, the Cowboys system. He's had the, one of the best running backs. I think he's definitely falling off. One of the best running backs. One of the best offensive lines. One of the best wide receivers in the league. One of the best at the time when he was drafted defenses. He had a good coach. And now all that's been thrown out the, I'm 100% on your side. I don't even... My, my show knows. Nick, Nick, I know you're watching. You know about this. You know my feelings. I'm just gonna move to Dariff on this one. Yes, Dak was overpaid. I rest my case. I'm 100% on your side, on your side there. Yeah, I, I know you were. You felt like you're going to be in the minority here, but I actually agree with you too. Uh, I like, I like Dak. I like the story that he's coming back from injury, but you know that's that's a lot of money to pay a guy who has a lot of questions. You know, I think I think one of the main reasons why I think he's held in such high esteem is because one of the biggest loudmouths in American media is a Cowboys fan, and that's a Mister Skip Bayless. You know, who sings the praises of Dak Prescott anytime he can. So I think, uh, you know, it's it's a lot it's a lot more show than substance. Um, so I think, yeah, yeah, Jake, I agree with you. Yeah, I it's a clean sweep, Jake. I I have never believed Dak Prescott. Uh, we were talking on our podcast, me and you as NFC East fans, we're delighted they gave him a massive contract. I don't think he can do it. His line is starting to go. Zeke is just a fat boy now. He just runs around in the backfield getting <laughs> dropped 20 yards behind the line of scrimmage. He's completely gone. I'm I'm all in on him being gone. So yeah, I don't I don't think he's worth the money. I'm happy to make, watch him make all that money, sit there and let us walk past him in the division every year. Just in addition to that. The NFC has, East has been consistently a garbage division, so that kind of pads up his stats. I think two years ago, he had a perfect passer rating against a terrible Giants defense, and everybody went crazy about it. But no, I mean, it was terrible. So, Yeah, congratulations on clean sweeping. We went from an, like a one in three there to a clean sweep. So congratulations to you, Jake. All right, Darif, what you got for us? I'm going to see if I can keep this train going now to get a clean sweep. All right. But, I mean, I know John Gruden has a 10-year deal with the Raiders. But if they don't make the playoffs this season, I think they should move off John Gruden as head coach. I think that we have not seen progress, real progress being made in his time as Raiders coach. There's always questions about the quarterback from a self-proclaimed quarterback guru that John Gruden is. I think he still lives on the reputation of that one Super Bowl win that he had in Tampa Bay, not even in, uh, not even in with the Raiders. I think he was blessed that there was no crowds allowed last year because the capitulation of that team in the second half of the season should have got any head coach uh, sacked. I, I think the only the only thing that saved him, I think, was Greg Williams saved him for going a zero blitz in the last second when they played the Jets. So I think that I also, I did a bit of research into it too. The last three drafts that Gruden's been head coach for, they've had a total of 25 picks. Other than Josh Jacobs, who I think has been good still, I think the jury's out whether he's going to be an elite running back. Can you name any other of the picks that have been a hit? that have been fantastic for the Raiders. 
Jonathan Abrams, the safety's been okay, but Max the way Crosby. he plays is so reckless. He gets injured all the time. Um, Max so with two X's? I, sorry? Max Crosby with two X's. Max Crosby, yeah, he's been okay. He's been a decent um, decent pass rusher. Um, I don't think he's set the world alight. I don't think he's like... Uh, getting near the elites but i think i know like i know they're in a difficult division with kansas city and everything like that but you know they are a team that runs out of gas very quickly so i know i think we uh i think that is my uh that is my but i mean that john gruden should be gone at the end of next season if he doesn't make the playoffs i'm with you on this one there i i'm not a a huge john gruden fan um, I think you're right. He has been riding this wave of his Super Bowl win in Tampa. Who gives a coach 10-year-long contract like that? That was just a crazy amount of contract to give that guy. And he seems to have a lot of power on the team for whatever reason. So, no, I'm not a huge fan of Derek Carr. So you could maybe claim some of his issues to be Derek Carr. But I mean, a guy, as you said there, as a self-proclaimed guru for QBs, it ain't working for him. So I think they should probably move on next year unless something exemplary happens to them. I would say next year he's got a scapegoat car and get rid of car. And if he can do it with some other quarterback, then I give him the benefit of the doubt. I mean, he's a celebrity head coach. Maybe the maybe one of the first celebrity head coaches we've ever had in the NFL. So is he a great coach? I don't know. Is Derek Carr a useless quarterback? Absolutely. So I'd like to see him do it with at least an average quarterback and then see what he can get out of it. And then I'll judge him. Yeah, I uh, I don't know, man. The last two seasons, they started 6-3, and three, and then they finished the exact same way. Literally, it was an identical season. We were like, oh, they're going to make the playoffs. Are they actually good? And then they crashed and burned. And I'm 100% with you, Drew. I, I think if... If they did not lose that game, if they would have lost that game to the Jets, I think he, there's a chance he could have been fired moments after. I just think he's he's a he's a celebrity coach. He definitely is when he, uh, living in the remnants of that uh, Super Bowl with with Tampa Bay. Also, that team that was like one of the best defensively. Like you said, he's a quarterback guy, but why is the best team he's ever had like one of the best defensive teams ever? I'm 100 with you. I think the 10 years, 10 or 100 million dollars was a stupid contract. I think that they were just trying to drum up publicity. Um, yeah, that's what I think. All right, let's hear yours, Fion. Okay, so the Washington football team have not fixed their quarterback situation. But, I mean, there's no reason they shouldn't win the NFC East again this year. I don't even know where to start with this one. I think I might just leave now. There is a huge <laughs> reason why you won't If you say the, the Giants, I'm going to punch you through Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Who else is going to win it? It's a pure garbage division. There, there, there's no reason why they can't win it, but there is no, absolutely no reason why they should win it. Unless Chase Young can somehow go onto the offensive side of the ball and throw a ball. Like, we know what's going to happen. Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to throw a ball. He's going to win two or three games, and then he's just going to drop four games in a row. He's going to get replaced by Taylor Heineke, and then he's going to do the same. And then, like, uh, I'm just, I can't even argue this one enough. This one is just a moot point for me. And if you're not willing to agree with me, we can, we can have words. We'll have words. Now, now, Connor, just a little context. Since Fitzpatrick has signed, I've had to deal with this on the show every single week. I'm all hopped up now. I don't think I'll be able to sleep. <laughs> I, I don't think I'll be able to sleep. 
Yun knows how to trigger Jake, and that was it perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) But look, I think it's between the Giants and the Washington football team next year for the division. uh, Like, the Eagles are just a dumpster (laughs) fire. Um, I saw they brought back Jordan Howard today. Like, okay, so bring back someone that failed before so he can fail again. That's going to be great. But, yeah... (laughs) Like, I like Fitzpatrick, you know. Uh, I'm a member of, of, of the Beard Club with, with Fitzpatrick. Like, I like him. You know, I don't know if you know, but he went to Harvard. So, you know, he's obviously <laughs> got a brain there too. So, uh, he showed with the Dolphins he can throw football, but he also showed with the Dolphins that he can throw a football to the opposition multiple times. So, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I think it's going to be close again this year. I just hope for the sake of your fan base's well-being that it's a close division where you actually have uh, above 500 records and not below 500 records. Jun, how do you feel about letting putting down a little bet between the Giants and the football team on this podcast right now? I say the Giants will sweep the football team in the NFC East this season. Oh, easy. So I win the money if they lose even one game against the football team? Yeah. Jake, wait, oh, Jake, are you That's sure? A terrible bet. That's a horrible bet. Absolutely sure. I know. That's a terrible bet, Jake. I'm not known for winning a lot of money while betting, <laughs> but I'm absolutely in on this one. 100% guaranteed victory for me. What, how much money did we just put on that? I don't know, what, 20 quid or something? I don't know, a pitcher? Yeah, what, what's, what's that in, in American money, like half a million dollars? Yeah, we're going we're gonna to say that the bet was <laughs> hey, half Jake, a million dollars. Hey, Jake, <laughs> that was your wallet. I am so sorry that you just made that bet. <laughs> I am so sorry. I am 100%. Listen, I love this. I I think Washington's definitely going to win the NFC East. I do think it's going to be between them and the Giants. I do love what the Giants are doing. You guys getting Saquon back. I think uh, a second year with, uh, I almost said Troy Aikman, Jesus, with Jason Garrett as your guys' OC will do wonders for Daniel Jones. And I do love Joe Brady, Elijah, guys' coach. And your defense was very underrated going to the end of the season. But you know what? Defense is also underrated and also like top five in every single statistical, like just everything. Yeah, the Washington football team. You know who just signed? Uh, Curtis Samuel to help out their offense? Uh, Washington football team. Do you know who also has like one of the best young tight ends in the NFL right now? The Washington football team. I love it. I, I, I agree with you 100%. I think... I don't know why you just bet that. It wouldn't surprise me if Washington sweeped the Giants next season. We, um, I, was gonna, I didn't even have to bet that. <laughs> I didn't bet that back. All I had to bet was one game. All right, so I'm 100% on your side. Now, for my, I know you boys don't do basketball, but I'm just going to do a quick basketball one. So if you guys do have thoughts, it's all cool. If not, I totally understand. Uh, I know that they're currently five and a half games behind the eighth seed, but... I mean, why can't the Bulls make the playoffs? They, they got Vucevic at the trade deadline. They're going to be making moves for the rest of the season. They're going to have young core. I think they're going to bring back Laurie Markkinen. And uh, I'm going to keep this one short just because the boys, they're, they're a football podcast, so we're not going to keep it on the NBA for too long. But, but I mean, why can't the Bulls win the uh, or get into the playoffs this season? I want to thank the boys for on coming on. Oh, do you guys do you guys watch basketball? I was just going to say, I'm going to trust you on this one because I don't watch basketball. Oh, okay. I'm a, fair, <laughs> I'm a fair weather Miami Heat fan. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think I'm one I, of those Clipper fans that just look out for the results <laughs> and then watch the highlights. That's it. Nice, nice. I think, and I think the big problem is their three-point percentage is not on point and they need to score more points in the paint. I don't know what that means, but I know it's basketball stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Man, okay, I actually didn't expect to get that out of you guys. So that was awesome. Uh, <laughs> I want to thank you guys 
like again, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, so much for coming on the show. Uh, it means a lot to me. I know I've said this a million times already, but especially just so late for you guys. You guys wanted to come on. You guys also brought the energy. You guys brought a lot of fun. I this is one of the funnest podcasts I've done in a long time. Um, I'm also that I'm also glad the whole virtual thing worked out. Uh, I'd love to have you guys on again sometime. I mean, if you guys are ever in the states. Hit me up. I'd love to bring you guys on the couch, have you guys come in. Um, Make sure you guys definitely check out all the links, all of these as well for them. Uh, Give them the love. Show them the love. You guys know it. Their podcast is absolutely amazing. They bring on so many guests. They get so many perspectives for everything they talk about. There's also three of them, so you don't have to listen to just like one idiot like me. You get to have people dispute certain things. For me, I get to say whatever I want, and that's how it works on this show. For At least today, we we, we saw my Jacksonville, but I mean, that's probably what the comments are usually like. Um, So I just want to thank you boys again for coming on. Make sure you guys check them out, and I'll see you guys next over the podcast. Thank you guys for coming on. Thanks, Thanks for inviting us on. Had a great time.